Stacey V here, and you're listening to a series of romantic events, where I give you my feedback and rundown of a different romance novel series every two weeks. For our seventh episode, we'll hit the slopes as I review the O'Neill Brothers series by Sarah Morgan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope the first part of December is going well for you guys. Looking forward to Christmas, though I know we'll still be kind of low in numbers. I'm still looking forward to the time. And because I'm a huge holiday freak, I decided that this series would be, because it's in December, would be a holiday series. Now, it's really hard to find like an entire, you know, selection of books that's all holiday every single one. I've noticed that a lot of times in series, if they have a holiday book, it's usually just one book and it's usually the shortest book. So this uh, this O'Neill's Brothers series by Sarah Morgan, uh, two of them, the first book and the last book, there are three books in the series. Those two were based in uh, around Christmas, right? It was super heavy snow. And the one in the middle was based in the summer. So it was all over the course of like it started one year in Christmas and then it moved on. And the second book was in that following summer. And then the third book was in that following Christmas. So everything in the book kind of happened in, well, super quick order. Um, I've, I've never, like, I usually like to talk about the author, but I've never read anything by Sarah Morgan. I was specifically looking for a holiday series. She fit the bill. So I didn't really have expectations going in. Like I said, normally holiday books have been super short. So I didn't really know what to expect from a, cause these books were about 400 pages a piece. Wasn't really sure what to expect from a longer novel, how they were going to be able to kind of string it out. I watch a lot of holiday movies. Um, but they always seem to follow the same formula. So it was very interesting to see what it is that they would do. Uh, the first book, Sleigh Bells in the Snow. Well, first we realized that all three books are about the O'Neill brothers, obviously. Uh, the first one is Jackson. So the entire book centers around the ski lodge um, <clears throat> called Snow Crystal. And the point is that Jackson and all of his brothers have come home because their father has died in an accident. It's not super relevant. It's more so relevant, like who's Michael, who Michael's character was. He's the dead father, who his character was and how it kind of affected them, each one of the brothers and how that led to their relationships. Right. So the first book is about Jackson. He's the eldest brother. He had left to run his own kind of successful lodge um, in, in Sweden or Switzerland, wherever it was, it was on the U.S. And he was super successful with it. But once he heard his father had died, he came back home. And upon his arrival, his grandfather, who grew up there and was also in charge of Snow Crystal, doesn't really want him there. And he, he basically just sees him as a nuisance, right? Jackson finds out that his father was basically running the place into the ground. And we find out that Michael had no intention of actually wanting to run the business, right? He wanted to ski. That's all he ever wanted to do. So it didn't really matter to him about the business and it showed they were really about to lose the business. So that's kind of what the entire book is about when we talk about the O'Neill brothers. His significant other that we meet in that book, she is working in New York and she's like the queen of marketing. She also happens to be British. Okay, so they bring her up there because, well, one, his grandfather is not happy with them bringing in an outsider. So Jackson's idea is like, okay, like if she shows up here, It'll be great because she'll be able to convince my grandfather how great she is because I've seen her in meeting rooms. I've seen her in boardrooms. He's convinced. Fine. She decides that she's going to show up and that we get a lot of backstory from her about how much she hates Christmas and how much she hates this time of year. And even though she doesn't really want to go, she then decides like, oh, wait, like this is perfect. If I spend my time up in the mountains at a snow lodge, I can get away from all this Christmas stuff that people are doing. So, of course, I'll work the week of Christmas. Right. And in my mind and in your mind and in everyone else's mind, the people who go to snow lodges in the middle of the winter, um, I just 
to me, it was obvious that they'd be cutting down trees and there'd be a lot of Christmas there. I'm very confused as to why that was not her immediate thought. But fine. She goes up to the lodge. She meets Jackson and they have chemistry. When I tell you I have read so many romance novels, but this is the first one that got on my nerves with the word chemistry. I don't even know I could hate a word. The author just decides that she needs to bring it up consistently, right? Like, oh, and she felt the chemistry. Oh, and and the chemistry was right there hitting her in the face. She got better with it throughout the books. But in the first novel, she just said the word chemistry so many times. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, the air is electric. She knows that he likes her. She knows that she likes him. That's fine. But using the word chemistry over and over again just got super annoying. Okay. Um, our, our, our heroine feels like, oh, okay, like, cool. I like her, but I'm not going to cross this line, which I definitely agree with. Please don't. Please, please don't. Um, but for some reason, they just send, they, they seem to like not care as much as they should about him being the client and her being there working and them not getting together. Mm. They give you a lot about her backstory and, um, and, and, and how she feels kind of isolated by her parents to the point that she was, okay, so her parents, decided that they were going to be together, right? Um, they slept together one night. Her mom got pregnant with her and the dad didn't want her, right? So as far as she knew, for 13 years straight, she woke up every morning. Her parents were super happy to be together and they were very, very happy. But it was all a lie. He was just kind of biding his time until he found the real love of his life. And the mom also felt the same way. So on her in her 13th year, on her 13th Christmas, they get up for Christmas and her dad says, okay, cool. Like I have an, I have an actual family. So I want to go spend Christmas with them, which wow, messed up. So here we are, however many years later. And this is like her reaction to Christmas because her mom sees it as like, this is a negative part of my life. And so she also doesn't want to be in the picture with her. And then her dad and her stepmom also don't want her because wow, like this was your first um, wife, your first fake marriage or whatever. And and this daughter that you have reminds me of the girl that you were with before me and how much of a mistake that was. So basically, she didn't feel owned by either one of her parents, which is why she hates Christmas and why she doesn't have a family. And that's just, ugh, wow, it's messy. The O'Neill brothers, there are three brothers. And other than Michael, everyone else has arrived, right? So a lot. So the three brothers, they have a mother named Elizabeth, who also lives in Snow Crystal. They have grandparents. So Alice and Walter are the grandparents, and they also live there. Um, th- these people have grandparents, and they're in their 30s. So I don't even want to know how young they were when everybody had all these kids. Okay. So fine. That was just that, that was a major setup where he has all this family and all this love around her, and she's just really trying to figure out how to work with it. And because she's so skilled at what she does in marketing, she didn't have any clue or any um, forethought as to how to deal with families because it's a family business, right? So when they're supposed to be talking business and watching slide projections, they're baking cookies and knitting scarves and sweaters. So it's just very interesting to them. And um, anyway, so my point is, from that, you can tell how she feels very uncomfortable with it. She's not very comfortable on the first meeting, and she's definitely not wearing the right items to be in the mountains, which is weird to me because she did all this research on on, on like the, you know, the ski place itself. And I'm like, okay, but in that research, you didn't see it was going to be 30 below and that you needed thick boots and that you needed a big coat. Fine. Um, and I, I, I kind of, I moved past it because I said, okay, you know what? Maybe she doesn't know. Fine. Okay. But th- they had one kissing scene where they're like outside and I'm like, okay, cool. Like one, one little peck won't hurt you, but for you to be zipping down coats and it's like 
definitely less than 10 degrees outside. Gotta tell you, nothing and no relationship is that warm. You're going to be cold. You're going to notice it's it's not going to be a makeout session and you're not going to go blind with it and then like, you know, come to minutes later. No, 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 no. It's cold outside. Just like when it's hot outside, right? Like if it would have been 105, I would have felt the same way. So it, it had a lot of moments in there where it was like, okay, but it's cold outside. Like this is cute, but it's cold. And and, and, and in the end, when of course everything gets resolved and they end up together because romance novel, I was not as happy. So it, it reminded me of, the, of those last books that we read where I felt like, no, no, the werewolf series, where, where I felt like, okay, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? If you're going to be here, then you're going to be here. And if you need to go home, you need to go home. This whole, oh, well, I love it here, but I also love my own job. And so the resolution is not you move there, or I move here. The solution is we'll be in both places. No, that's, that's not a resolution. And that's not how romances work. The biggest issue I had with the first book is that the timing was just so short. I'm like, she, she was there for one week. And you can have a Christmas novel that starts two weeks before Christmas. Have her be there for two weeks. Having her there for seven days and him saying, you know, I love you, marry me. It's not as romantic as you think it is. It's really not. I, I get it. You know, it's a romance novel. They do actually love each other. They are meant to be together. Fine. But one week is just, it's super hard for me to suspend my disbelief. The best thing, though is that they did a really good setup for the second book, right? So you get you get this scene where she's in the cook she, she's in the kitchen cooking with her soon to be mother in law Elizabeth and um and, and their head chef Elise, who who's French, and um um uh, and, 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 and the and the girl from the from the third book. Oh no, give me a second. What is it? Um uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, Brenna. So and, and Brenna who who is our head ski instructor. So she was also there. And you quickly realize as they kind of tell the scene that these are the three women that we're going to be experiencing in all three of the books. It was it was really great. It was a solid setup. And it actually got me excited for the second book, right? Because I realized that Elise, our head chef, was the person that we were heading into, right? And they give you just enough about Elise so, so you would care enough to figure out what the next book is. The biggest pet peeve is that Elise is French. And our, 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 first, um, our, our first heron is English. So now you're sitting here like reading... You're reading everything in a British accent and then you have to switch over to a French accent and then you have to switch back to just like, well, I mean, I, I, I guess it depends on what part of America you're from. But but still, like you're you are actively trying to switch accents in your mind. And that's not great. That's it's just it's just so weird. because I'm like, I can't I, I can't hold French as long and then switch to British and then ugh. anyway. So, yeah. So, so our first girl, Kayla, she ends up with Jackson and then you get all these hints about our head chef, Elise. Right. She's French. She came from Paris. And for some reason, she wants to stay up here in the mountains and work at Snow Crystal. Now, everyone is questioning this. Right. Why does she want to be here? She's a really great chef. She should start her own restaurant. She has no reason to be here because they hint at it enough. It felt like a really good, like, natural segue into the second book. I was looking forward to it. I really wanted to read it. The second book, suddenly last summer, like I said, was the one that took place in the summertime versus being a winter mm, holiday novel, uh, focuses on Elise and the other brother. Um, so, so you find out that our first brother, Jackson, has a twin brother, Sean. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the twin brother thing, but only when it's like you have a good twin and a bad twin, right? and and it's usually the uh the plot usually goes something like oh i was dating this guy he turned out to be horrible and so i left him or i dumped him right he he messed over me somehow and then the good twin shows up and dates the same girl 
and he just happens to be amazing and so she realizes that oh okay like I just had the wrong twin like I was meant to be with one of them but it wasn't meant to be the awful one this book was kind of like oh no like they were both good but they're good in different ways right so so we find out that Sean is really into he's a doctor right he likes to fix bones so everybody else skis and once they break something he's the guy who steps in and fixes the injury there we go so he never really comes home He's not a huge fan of Snow Crystal, whereas Jackson was super excited to be there to run and to talk to his grandfather. He only comes home because grandfather Walter, who was 80, somewhere in there, um, he like collapses while he's putting together a deck for a lease because she is starting her own restaurant up in Snow Crystal. He collapses. The brothers call him. Sean shows up. Okay, like I'll sit with him. I'll, I'll make sure that everyone is dependable and reliable. Okay. Apparently, the summer before that, Elise and he had had some sort of like one night thing and, you know, they don't really discuss it and never brought it up again. But he's still interested in like sleeping with her. He's just not really good at relationships. And you get that in the beginning of the book where he may go on one date with somebody, but because they tend to fall in love so fast and he loves his work so much, he just kind of cuts them off and has no idea what he's doing. So when he sees Elise, he does get this chemistry that she just still can't seem to let go. Not as bad as the first book, but still says it way too many times. Gets this chemistry and he really likes her. And she's done, you know, she, she's running this restaurant here. But now Sean is suspicious like everyone else was, right? You had this big career in Paris. Why don't you go back? Why don't you try to start your own restaurant there? And we get her backstory that she went, when she was a teenager or something like that, she, she got this job at a super prestigious restaurant in Paris. The guy was well known, but he didn't have any males in the kitchen. So it was like her goal to be the first, any, any females in the kitchen. Her her goal was to be the first female in the kitchen. She shows up. He treats her awfully. He finally lets her cook in the kitchen. And she had a long ponytail at the time. And he would drag her around the kitchen with a ponytail. So she cut her hair, like super short, so he couldn't do that anymore. And then one day he kissed her. And so she kissed him back. She thought she was in love with him. He was just awful. Um... He he started cheating on her as soon as they got married. And at the time, her mother had just passed away. They got married. He started cheating her immediately. She ran into the first girl. And then she said, you know what? Like, you know, I, I, I may leave you, right? Because he, he kept sleeping with other people. He kept having all these affairs. And then she threatened to divorce him. And then he hit her. So that, that was her entire backstory. She just trying to get away, actually got a divorce. And that was the same day that she ran into Jackson, the brother from the first book, who said, hey, like, come with me help me run my stuff and that's how she ended up where she is now in America but because of that she's also like kind of afraid of liking anybody or falling in love because she doesn't trust her own instinct because that was her instinct and it was wrong and at the same time her mom had told her like this guy is bad news you shouldn't do it and she wasn't listening right she moved in with the guy she was planning on marrying him and they basically had angry words before her mom got in a car accident and died so there was just like a lot of trauma the the book the book hints at a lot of trauma, but it's never so intense about it that you kind of close the book, which I really like because I, I I'm just I'm I'm not one for a holiday sob story. It 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 can't be too deep because then I can't read it because then it's just too sad, right? It 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 did a good job of like getting there and like raising the service and letting you know what's going on without going too deep without delving. Sean decides, okay, like I mean, we we can still sleep together, right? We we can make out every once in a while. We don't have to be together together. She is outright refusing. He kisses her a few times. She won't let it go any further. We're not doing that. I, I don't sleep with a man twice. This is not what I'm doing. Yada, yada. He's he's excited about it first, right? Because now he can 
work as much as he wants to. He doesn't have to be, you know, dependable or her boyfriend or anything. But then he starts feeling, he starts developing deeper feelings than she did. That's how I put it. She still is like, no, I told you this from jump. No, I'm not going to be your girlfriend. I'm not going to be your wife. None of that is happening. I'm not any good and I'm not any skilled. And it just, it comes down to a culmination of him basically bearing his soul and her running off to Paris. That's the, that's, that's the in and out of it. And I, I, I think that was the best part of the book that we were able to see kind of a different background. The first book did take you to New York, but it, it showed you like this woman's hatred of New York versus like, oh, okay, like here's kind of some different spaces and, and some beautiful scenery for you to see outside of the mountains. Um, it was, it was hard for me to kind of imagine the snow lodge, the ski lodge or whatever. In the summertime, they kept trying to describe the same areas, right? But with with grass growing and waterfalls actually flowing. But it was just a bit harder. The French accent was fine because they didn't mention the British one as much. But I was just, <laughs> we don't we don't need accents for this. It's not it's, it's not completely necessary. She of course ends up with Sean, and the granddad ends up being okay. Um, I just I I thought they would do more with him, like not 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 kill off granddad because that would also be a little bit too sad. But just just have it be something more serious versus like, oh, like he just kind of sort of had a minor thing and it, it really meant nothing. And so him showing up didn't mean anything, which I it, 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 it sucked the emotion out. They end together. They're super happy. And same thing they did with the first book where I felt like, oh, okay, like I know whose story is last, right? But that story, it had a lot more meaning. So it, 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 it propelled me to the third book. So we, we, we hear about Brenna and Tyler, Tyler, the last O'Neill brother, a lot throughout the books. And that Tyler was like this Olympic skier and he had won all these medals and he was the best skier ever. And then one day he fell and he tore something so badly that he couldn't he can still ski. He just can't ski competitively anymore. His legs can't take it. He would lose a limb. Okay, fine. Last O'Neill brother. And then we hear about Brenna, who had grown up with all the O'Neill brothers, and she'd been in love with Tyler her whole life. Okay, I just, I never, I never like the entire life stories because it just, it just sounds creepy, right? Like, he had paid her no attention and, and not no attention, right? They hung out all the time. They were best friends. But for you to be in love with someone since you were four, it just sounds like a lot. He he never paid you that much attention. He acted like it wasn't, you know, no romantic relationship had developed. And people kept saying it, but I'm like, right. Like that's no, that's it's an active point. No romantic relationship had developed for 25 years. They've been together. And then right in the middle of it, one of her bullies decided that she was going to go run off and sleep with Tyler. And then that woman got pregnant, had the baby, didn't want the baby. And now Tyler's raising the kid. It was, it was just, it was a lot to ask of me. So now Tyler's raising the kid. Brenna is there because of course she, she's teaching uh, ski lessons there now. And, and all the other O'Neill brothers still love her very dearly because she's like one of the family. She's been there for forever. She's staying in one of the lodges. They end up doing a lot better in business than they were in the first book. And so they end up renting out her lodge, but that's only because everyone else in the family is trying to push them together. I, I am all down. I'm always down for like a matchmaking thing, but I definitely agree that if we've been, if we've been dancing around each other for 30 years, right. And you're just now getting jealous of me talking to other people. You're just now realizing that I have something to offer BS, especially since somebody else in the town was already in love with her. I'm like, dude, like you should have been dating this guy emotionless or not you dating no one where this guy is showing no interest in you seems like a waste and and her mother kept calling her out on she kept calling her out on it 
which I definitely appreciated, but she didn't go see her mother nearly enough because I'm like, girl, like you are throwing your life away for this dude. No, awful. And he had a whole baby with somebody who was your bully. Now, to be fair, Tyler didn't know that was her bully, but still, like, none of that made me happy. <sighs> she ends up having to move in with him because, of course, they rent out her lodge. She moves in with him. He starts feeling super uncomfortable and seeing her as a woman. I will say that this book didn't use chemistry as much as it did in the previous two, and that was something I was very, very grateful for because my goodness, so fine. He starts feeling awkward around her. Jess, his 13-year-old daughter is like, yeah, like you need to get back out there, dad. You used to have all these people. You used to have all these girls that were all over you. You used to love skiing and now you don't do anything but watch me and I don't want to be a burden. And no, you're not a burden. Their, their father-daughter relationship was interesting as well. But the his baby's mother was just a lot to deal with. She had been jealous of Brenna apparently since they were kids because she was in love with Tyler. And so even though even though he offered to marry her, he offered to marry her, but he didn't love her. And so so she resented the child they had together and she broke up with him because she didn't want to marry him if he didn't love her. And he, <laughs> that entire relationship was a whirlwind and I felt like I was in a wind tunnel. Oh. And and when we finally got around to Brenna and he and they kissed a few times and st started sleeping together, she then said to herself, oh, like he he may never actually love me. It's time for you to move on with my life. I'm like, girl, it was time for you to move on with your life 10 years ago. It was time for you to move on with your life when he got another girl pregnant. Are you serious? Now? Now that you guys are actually dating and have been dating for a week, now it's time for you to move on with your life? Okay. All right. So she makes up her mind like, yeah. Um, um, they're right. Like he's never actually going to love me. And even though we're sleeping together and making out now, I need something that's more sustainable. No stuff, no stuff you do. I mean, geez, this is not the moment. Fine. So, so she, she confronts him and says, okay, like, I love you. Do you love me? Do you think you can even say those words? But I mean, we, we all knew this, right? She, she'd been in love with him for three books straight. So it, it's, it's, it's not really a spoiler. It's more of an irritant at this point. You are just continuously telling us and everyone around you that you're in love with him, please. And, and then you tell him, "Ugh, what is the end game? I just, it reminds me of a lot of life situations, real life situations where girls are like, oh, but Stacey, like I like this guy so much. And then, you know, so I'm, I'm going to tell him like, right, but he has a whole girlfriend, right? Or he has a whole fiance, what, 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 whatever the case may be. And you have to think about what your end game is, right? If the person is showing no interest in you, if this person hasn't been four months, four years, however long, and you're just kind of throwing yourself constantly, it just, it looks thirsty. You look desperate. Okay. That's just my personal feeling. But the book did do a lot better with the, um, you know, with the timing, right? This is a 25 year thing, even though it was a creepy 25 year thing. It was way better than the one week that we had in the first book. Um, the second book at least also had had a year in between, you know, they met that summer, a lot of time passed and here we are back again for weeks at a time. But this it was it was it was a lot. I, I didn't dislike them. I'll probably keep all three. Because they weren't bad. It was just kind of the chemistry piece, the the quickness of the first book, the the men were all different in significant ways, which which I appreciated because I hate it when they're all just carbon copies. They did a good job of saying, okay, no, he's the eldest brother, so he feels the most responsible, and he also likes being there, right? He's the middle brother, but he doesn't want to be responsible because his dad like used to lean on him, and so he's never there. And he's the youngest brother, and he wants to ski and like kind of 
do that but now he's lost his leg or limb or whatever he doesn't know what to do with himself and it, and it gives a good way of like kind of um contrasting that with the heroine so it was it was a pretty it was a solid series was it my favorite series no that i love it as much as some of the other ones no but was it as bad as the worst ones also no i didn't feel like i had to dig my way through it i, I will definitely keep them for now if we find a better like if, if, if our next series is a better series we may come back and have to do a reevaluation. But for now, I will say, pick them up, read them. It's a it's a nice holiday read. I won't say it's a quick holiday read though, because these books were about four hundred pages each. So, if you're if you're looking for like a longer term holiday read, you have a lot of time in your hands, then I would say pick them up. And that's it for this episode of the podcast. Join me back here in two weeks when we review the White Cliff Bay series by Holly Martin. That's another holiday series.